0: A vague disclaimer is no one's friend. This podcast will look at episodes in relation to Buffy and Angel as a whole, and therefore contains spoilers for the entirety of both series. If you haven't seen all of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel the series, go and watch them before you listen to this. Remember, you've been warned.
1: The hardest thing in this world is to live in it.
2: That's why there's us, champions. We live as though the world were as it should be, to show it what it can be.
0: The Earth is definitely doomed. It's Tuesday, so it must be time to return to the Hellmouth. We're going through the Buffyverse episode by episode and a look back at Joss Whedon's iconic shows. I'm MC, and I'm here with... It's Andy.
2: This is David.
0: It's Jan. And we have reached the end, guys. Season 2. Becoming (laughs) Part 2, Episode 22. Uh, It was written and directed by Joss Whedon and originally aired May 19th, 1998. And oh my
3: God, this episode. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, man. Let me tell you a little side story here real quick. I had cable in my dorm. They had like a great special where it was like not, it was like $10, $12 a month. Not for any HBOs and stuff, but just, you know, enough to. basic cable, basically. Basic cable. And so this was on WGN because not every market had a WB dedicated channel yet. So yeah. the first episode, right. becoming part one aired like May 9th or something, whatever it was, it was like right during May 12th, right. Kind of during finals week, kind of, you know, it was sort of like, like as we were wrapping up finals or dead week or whatever. And then I moved out of my dorm and went back to Albuquerque. My parents would not get cable. My parents said, my parents didn't have cable until seven years ago, 10 years ago or something when they couldn't get terrestrial channels after the digital switchover. So I had to wait three months to see this. Oh no. And I couldn't couldn't. find a copy and I didn't know what I was going to do. And the new season is going to start. So we stayed in the sky for like a hot minute, only for a hot minute because he came out like six months later or whatever. But he's like, oh no, I totally taped that episode. And because I didn't have cable, he would give them to me six episodes at a time. And I would binge them six episodes at a time, waiting for the next ape to arrive. <laughs> so without this guy, I would not have kept up with Buffy. And then we finally got a WB channel. I looked it up on the internet when we got that WB channel, and it was March. <laughs> so I had from August or September, when the show started over again with Anne, to March until I had actual real-time access to Buffy. Oh my gosh, It wow. was It she was, was awesome. It was crushing to me that I did not get to see becoming part of admit it that so. was the
0: whole reason you dated that guy was <laughs> so yeah the start of this episode um i mean this is like one of the things that you like there's very little i can criticize about this episode cuz even the things that i can criticize is just like i don't care this episode's so good but one of the things yeah. i picked up upon you know being very analytical about it but um buffy being a suspect seems uh Suspects oh, to me.
3: Even for the stupid police in Sunnydale, because Snyder will say later that they're yeah. terrible.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, next season we'll find out that basically <laughs> the entire city government is Correct. under the thumb yeah. of the mayor. Yeah.
4: Yeah, but this was ridiculous. Yeah. But at I this mean,
2: point, it just doesn't really. I have to say, as much as I like this episode as a whole, this first scene feels a bit hamfisted to yeah,
4: me. Campus, it is kind. I mean, just like the, yeah. the illogic of everything going on here is just bizarro. I mean,
2: yeah, and, and I mean, they they, sh- they try to shoot Buffy when she runs away. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's. that's well, I mean, she's 17 years old. That's not standard police procedure, even right? in Sunnydale. She's, right, She's a minor.
3: Unless she is on some <coughs> kind of watch list, right. which she mayor. probably is because of the mayor.
0: Yeah. I mean, like. She's obviously showing concern for Kendra and Xander, so right she does not. Why have, do they think she's the murderer? She doesn't have any weapons on her, and yeah, I mean, the fir- the first thing a cop is supposed to do when somebody runs away isn't shoot at them; it's run after them. Because I mean, like that right. cop doesn't yeah. even try to run after Buffy. She just immediately goes into you know shooting stance.
3: Yeah. Oh no. And you would think I'm sorry. I'm going to get political, but only slightly. White teenager just uh, got accused of killing a black teenager. Not the other way around. Why are they trying to shoot Buffy's back?
4: Just Ooh. saying. Yeah. But it's not I mean, only that. They find her standing over the body. She's clearly distraught. There's no weapons, you know, et cetera. And instead of saying, like, what happened, they're, like, immediately assuming she, like, she's the yeah. perpetrator. Like, yeah. Like, the... The whole
2: thing no, makes no sense. Really this does. is, this oh, is yeah. entirely a plot. This is entirely plot set up. Yeah. And there, sure. there is no logic to it. It's just we have to put this in place and that's what we're doing.
0: And what makes it even more egregious is the fact that there's still a manhunt for Buffy in the next scene when she's gone to the hospital yes. and Xander is awake. He has been, you know, he's had his arm bandaged and everything and there are police there. So presumably they've questioned xander and he could have said yeah that blonde chick that you guys are chasing after um my friend and was not one of the people that attacked us yeah because i'm well i mean like spoiler spoiler obviously we know buffy is no longer wanted for murder by the third season so right and yeah. the only way that they could have figured out that she's not the murderer would be from the testimony of Giles, sander and Willow. But yeah, know, I don't. Uh, I but, yeah.
3: Also, my note was um, Buffy. That hat is really not hiding. What, <laughs> oh.
2: No, it really so isn't. My my note is like we can we can add disguise to surveillance on the list of things Buffy's not good at. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I, I know. It's 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 not. I'm gonna throw on this like stupid Little bat baby. and well, nobody'll know who I am. Yeah. yeah, it's
4: like I to me it was just like, is she just going to a grunge band show? Oh, right. right? She... It's like is Bush in town? I don't right. know. I thought
0: she was really cute in that too.
4: She does, <laughs> oh,
3: but it's yeah, not but it's, but it's not It's not a disguise. It's yeah. not a disguise. Right.
0: But you guys are making fun of her. No,
2: I'm making well. fun of her disguise skills. <laughs> right, no, she, yeah. She,
3: she's okay. just
0: adorable.
2: Um, <laughs> she's not Cindy Bristow,
0: right? No, yeah, know,
4: she is not. I mean, Nymphadora Tonks, she's not.
3: And
0: so Willow is unconscious and dead, and
3: her parents are away. Uh, right. That is my note. It's like, did mm-hmm. like, you just leave your teenage daughter alone with no supervision? Like, nothing. Like, nothing. Like, my mother made me stay at a one of her friend's homes until I graduated from high school if she was going yeah. to be up. like I mean but my mother's a much better mother than Joyce yeah. so and I right. mean, you know, Ann, Ira and Sheila Rosen yeah they're out yeah, of no, I mean, state they
0: are like not even like yeah, out of yeah. town they're out of state they're in yeah. Phoenix
4: yeah see my parents actually when I was that age when I was like 17 18 at least college um, you know, they would let me stay alone, like overnight or something, if they went upstate or they went away, but I had to call in all the time. And yep, I you know, usually, in, and I at did. that point, my cousins lived four blocks away. So it was basically like, if anything happens, you call Barbara immediately. Well, and yeah, they don't, they didn't just like pack up and, oh yeah, they're in Phoenix right. and she's just living the high life. Cause she's. Yeah. Oh, my parents didn't even want me to stay
3: alone when I was in college, and they were awake mainly because they knew I was going to throw a party, which I did. Um, but they weren't. Nobody ever got hurt at my parties. Nobody drowned. Nobody died. Yeah, everybody was fine. Okay, nobody that's even a, drunk drove. there was no drunk driving even.
2: That's a good low bar to set. I mean, <laughs> huh? you know, you're like, you know, you don't want to go below that.
3: <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah, um, and and, and not
0: only are moms, Willow's parents terrible, but Xander is terrible for not thinking that Oz might want to know yeah. how oh, right. his yeah. girlfriend is doing. Oh, gosh, well, yeah, well, I
3: didn't call him.
2: We've it established is- that Xander is terrible. Well, yeah, so, yeah. but, but I
0: mean, it needs also, to be
2: mentioned.
3: In, yeah, in adrenaline moments of panic, sometimes you don't think, but he's calm by this point. He's calm. He's yeah. talked to Buffy. But it's right. Buffy that says, should we call Oz, right? Buffy, yeah. yeah. Buffy says, yeah. have you called Oz? And oh, Xander says, like, like, I didn't go. even think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, you don't do No Xander,
2: that. you didn't.
4: Yeah, as
3: yeah. usual. As Giles would say, you have the emotional maturity of a scone. Yeah. <laughs> it's a blueberry scone. A blueberry scone. <laughs> you are
0: correct. Though Xander might not even have those blueberries in there. It might just be a regular scone. Uh, and uh Cordelia comes in and proves just how much better she is than Xander
3: amazing. by being feeling guilty. Right. Yeah. She she yeah. doesn't have a lot to do in this episode, but she's this quiet present in the back. Quiet and present in the background. What can I do? Let me get that for you. She has one funny line later, and Xander shuts her down like an asshole. But she's really just a solid presence Mm -hmm. looking after her boyfriend. You know, her boyfriend's emotional health, which you do. But she is also worried about Giles. She's also worried about Willow. I
0: feel like you can look at this Cordelia and the Cordelia that we see in early season three. And really go... Oh, so this is how we get to the Cordelia that comes in on Angel because there's a lot mm-hmm. of people who are just like, I don't really know how Cordelia, you know, did that big transformation. Granted, I don't agree with all of the decisions that they made with Cordelia and Angel, okay. but you can definitely but see from that this heart
3: point to the first season. Like yeah. this Cordelia transitioning to the first season of Angel Cordelia yeah. is much sweeter. There's other stuff later that I'm like saying Cordelia, but the. Yeah. Yeah, the transition there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's lovely, and the Scoobies treat her like shit. Yeah, the Scoobies
0: treat everybody
3: who's not one of the, the four of Scoobies, yeah, like shit. Like shit. Yeah. Well, they don't treat Oz like shit. They, they, there's not a yeah. I, I, we can debate that later.
0: Yeah, we'll get into that particularly once we get to Wild at Heart about how they treat right. Oz. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anyways. <laughs> anyways and then they figure out that giles isn't there and we find out where giles is and that's under the tender
3: mercies of angelus yeah. don't you fucking touch my giles you motherfucker of course that's you <laughs> know. Yes, I know well even if i wasn't like completely you know gone on lovely giles i still even when this episode aired and giles, giles was a handsome older man not like a symbol of lust for me i was still just like no don't you fuck with josh yeah. don't do it don't well, do it you, yeah don't do it
0: oof. and the last time i tortured someone they didn't even have chainsaws oh
3: my god that's yeah.
0: actually
2: a great
3: line yeah I,
0: oh.
2: it's a great line but i i have to ask are chainsaws really good for torture
4: well yeah and uh, i mean what? haven't you ever watched the evil dead i mean just ask, ask. right so, <laughs> Well, he wasn't torturing, he was killing.
2: Great. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like it's good for hacking people apart and killing them. I don't know that it's good for... I I think it's just this,
3: the way Angelus sort of... And you see some of that angel humor coming through there, yeah. the angel Angelus humor. And so I think yeah. it's... I don't think he's going to use a chainsaw. Yeah. He mentions it again later, but it's more just this like i'm a badass well, kind I mean, of yeah he, he
0: could i mean you never know and i mean angelus <laughs> is an artist when it comes to torture but so True. i bet he could do something quite terrible with a chainsaw and have
3: it's not the fine work though that angelus is capable you know i think he's a little like let me do this with your fingernails and then your yeah. thing like a chainsaw is like not a precision instrument angel in torture well, is awesome i know uh... i'm sorry we are dark and twisted human beings i'm just gonna say that right now well, yes and i'm I, i'm we're, honest, we're podcasters. i'm honestly
0: surprised <laughs> that angelus has been angelus i mean this is may because they say they say that finals are coming up so it is right. kind of basically yeah. The, yeah. Sa- the same time and angel turned into angelus at Buffy's birthday, so late January, so it's been right. five months Six since months. he became jealous, yeah. and he hasn't tortured anybody in all that time. Oh, maybe we just didn't
3: see it.
2: Well,
4: I mean, maybe he's, he was too busy. He, he said the last time he I says he someone.
2: hasn't. Yeah,
3: I don't know what him and Drew got up to. It was probably consensual. Well, so. yeah. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think yeah. they have a safe word. No, they but don't. I think it was consensual. <laughs> no safe words with yeah. Angelus ever or Drew.
0: Yeah, there, there's basically the only thing they've got going on there is consensual. There's no safe or sane going on.
3: No. <laughs> well, and then, and then, you know, Angelus is stupid. Angelus is stupid right here. This is not the torture, and we'll see it by the end of the episode, this is not the kind of thing that's going to get to Giles. Yeah, It's right. going to hurt, he's going to hate it, it's going to be bad. Giles is a fucking badass. Giles will die
0: before... Yeah, he... Giles
3: will die before he you know well yeah. because the thing
0: yeah. is it's like Giles is going to die no matter what because a Cathla is going to open and then he'll end up going into the demon dimension and i'm sorry Giles is a badass but do you think he can survive Kortoth? and yes it's Kortoth. oh no, no
3: I yeah. I, you know i think he'd do a little better than other, but I, in terms of just methods of torture this is not the one to use on Giles because he's going to he's going to fight to protect things and yeah. not give things away so that's uh, why they yeah. have to go uh,
0: but it's just, like, the small scene with uh jo- with Giles and Angel, and then we go to Joyce uh, talking to the police, and... Well, Joyce, I'm going to say this much less coming up, but Joyce, you're terrible. You're awful. Yeah. Yep. Because Buffy, it, she thinks Buffy might be at Willow's, and she just doesn't even, like, bat an eyelash about, maybe she stayed over. It's like, well, why didn't you check? to see if Will, Buffy is at the Rosenbergs and by the way the
3: Rosenbergs are fucking aren't fucking they're yeah, not I, even home yeah I mean I, I think it's actually it's shitty writing yeah like yeah. we criticize but it's bad characterization yeah. that makes us I mean we we break it down more in terms of a character and what we're seeing but it is I feel bad for Christine Sutherland for well, being that dumb
0: well it's it's the Watsonian versus the Doyleist
3: right yeah so i mean
0: there is some things where we look at it where it's like this is bad writing but then so much of what we want to do is look at things in universe as this is how the characters are acting so this is
3: terrible she's yeah i mean i've seen worse parents in the world like good work in social service like oh yeah but in terms of emotional horrible like it's just bad she's a bad parent
0: yeah no um and I will say this, I will be bagging on Joyce a lot in this episode because she does some oh, yeah, she's things, terrible things. But Kristen Parable. Sutherland does is a
4: magnificent oh, yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crappy writing for you know, but good acting. But I mean but, it's yeah, not she's... even
0: crap. it's not even crappy writing because I mean there's a lot of this where Joyce is terrible, but I can understand why she is terrible in this moment. Yeah, so I wouldn't even right. call it bad writing. This little bit where she's not even questioning Willows. Uh, Buffy saying for thats thats yeah. thats yeah, some bad just... right, But one thing I was a bit confused on was Whistler appearing in the present day in Sunnydale. Okay, it's
3: really random.
0: Yeah. it's
3: exposition dump. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's exposition. He's Giles. Giles no. is not there to exposition. Yeah, so they got to get a different character to come in. I mean, that is the Doyle is instead of the yeah. Wait, no, I, 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 I mean, I
0: understand. But... I understand. Like. And it the
3: mechanism. It but, wasn't yeah.
0: until I was rewatching these episodes that I realized, oh, Whistler was setting up Angel for this exact thing. Like, it was always about the, the coming of a Kathla. I did not realize that in prior right. time. Because yeah. Whistler actually mentions that uh, in this scene
3: where it's like, oh, yeah. Right, that uh, he, he yeah. was, that's why he, he said that Angel though. was going to yeah.
2: save us from a Kathla. My right. question, of course, is. Given that all we, the only reason we see a Catholic become a problem is Angel. I do wonder what was going to happen that Angel would have saved everyone well, from a Catholic. The thing.
0: It was problem. always it was always going to be like this because Whistler well, we don't have a lot of information about Whistler's abilities. Let, let's let just say that Whistler's abilities are like Doyle's because obviously there's supposed to be a parallel between the two characters because they were supposed to be the same character. So Whistler has visions and he has to interpret the visions based on mm. the little bits he gets. So he's able to get okay. a little bit about a Catholic going to be arising and he gets a little mm. bit about having to get Angel and yeah. he does not realize exactly what All of this
2: means. Mm -hmm. So basically he was just wrong.
0: Yes. He was wrong. Okay. I would assume that if we're getting into predestination and fate, which Buffy does deal with, that the thing with Catholic always had to happen. Like it was a predestined thing. So the powers Mm -hmm. that be manipulated Whistler into getting Angel into this place. So... Mm
1: -hmm. yeah Yeah. i mean
0: i mean it's all it's all very confusing but actually when you break it down i mean buffy doesn't really get into predestination all that much because i mean they talk about buffy's destiny and everything but part of the part
3: of the the thematic thing in buffy is predestination and her you know like prophecy girl yeah right and breaking prophecies and and i think both shows buffy and angel about this but buffy somewhat is about twisting a yeah. stereotype about yeah. girls and fighting and prophecy on its head and making your own destiny yeah. meanwhile so.
0: i think angel plays uh predestination and prophecy a lot straighter
3: yeah. yeah yeah for sure
0: and and this is actually one of the first signs of it and i think part a lot of becoming is setting up angel as a series because actually at, right after this episode aired, they actually announced that Angel was going to get his own oh, show. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. So try. I mean, that took the wind out of everybody's sails with, with that whole ending scene where it's like, by the <gasps> right. way, right? Well,
3: and I see now again. I I I was on the internet, but I wasn't. I was trying not to look up Buffy stuff. Yeah, because I wanted to see the episode, and I, you know, yeah. So I'm sure that did blow it out of the water. Like, yeah, oh, no, he's it, it really
0: did because I was on the internet at the time, and I heard all of the stuff, oh, Angel's getting his own show. I actually thought they were going to be starting it in season three, so I was very confused oh, right. by Angel yeah, sticking around for the whole season. But uh, moving on from that.
3: I wanted to talk about Whistler's spiel to Buffy. Like, yes. you always, in the end, you're always by yourself. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Right, and I I guess it sounds really poignant at the time, and I remember feeling a very poignant moment, but now I'm like, Buffy takes that a little too much to heart for the rest of her freaking life actually you know I don't know what's Mm -hmm. going in the comics right now but like that you know it becomes her mission statement Mm -hmm. right that I have to do this alone yeah and we find that when they work together they are able to figure like if you look at the season three finale that is all about working together and not being alone Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but in other season finales season well, five for instance it's going to be it goes back and forth but it's just I, buffy internalized that message as such a young person that it really fucked her up as well i mean i, really I think that
0: it. that has always been a part of buffy's personality i think mm-hmm. whistler is not even trying to teach buffy that he's just no it out just, because i mean but the way look,
3: she externalizes it yeah, is
0: because i mean if you look at it. if you look at buffy and prophecy girl uh giles is like we're going to figure out how to do this. And she knocks him out and is like, I'm going to go to the master all on my own. And it's, this is the tragedy of the Slayer. The tragedy of the Slayer is that it's one girl alone. And this is why that girl ends up dying when she's 16 17 18 she dies very young because she's always on her own buffy's only able to buck that trend because of her friends because Mm. she should have died in prophecy girl but xander brings her back she would have died in the gift but then willow brings her back and if you look at most of the seasons the reason why buffy's able to get out of the ultimate problem she has is because of this core support system that she has that's what sets her apart from every other slayer is that she does have this group and it'll come up more once we get into faith and
3: we see how much of a different slayer she is yeah my point was just that it was like an it's just i felt bad for buffy as a human being and as Mm -hmm. an adult for internalizing that message so much and they all need therapy man they all because they all internalize in these really unhealthy ways but which i will point out because that's what i do and i totally get all your points well
0: we move on from uh buffy meeting with whistler into her walking the streets and spike coming in with hello cutie and a million fanfics were written
3: the moment. That is the moment where a million freaking... That is it. That That's is it. exactly that is where it, it started. And that is where it started for me. Yeah. And because Sarah and James have, like, piles more chemistry in those small lines than she... In my opinion, this is not everybody's opinion, and you can argue like I'm fully willing to hear your opinion that she ever had with David Florianis. <laughs> like... Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, that's where I. That was my Spuffy moment.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, I know that there were people who were shipping it before this. I know there were there lots. Were, there was it, like it, there was lots stuff. of foe. Pho- yeah. But that Hello Cutie went once they start working together. So many people turned. <laughs>
3: it, it was. It was like because I remember after I finally saw this episode, I read a lot of Spike meets Buffy in LA fix. They were dark though. The whole thing during era was like when Angel says, "And you have to love her in order to kill her."
0: Yeah,
3: right. You have to love this girl, right? He does say that. What episode does he say that Uh,
0: in? He
3: says it's one of
2: the stocky episodes where he's talking. Really, um... Angel?
0: Angel in a stocky
3: episode?
2: Oh, (laughs) well, that that narrows it down. (laughs) Yeah, Uh...
3: you have to 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 kill this girl. You have to love her, and a lot of the think at that time. Yeah. I mean, I think that that carried over into the the Buffy fandom a little bit. Yeah. Where it was all like Spike is trying to kill Buffy, but he ends up loving her. You know, it's just like it's sort of that was a big theme. At the time, so. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, a million, a million fanfics were built from this moment. Yes,
0: and it, it will keep going forever and ever and ever. This is the. Moment. But in
3: terms of the actual scene, it, oh, it's oh, the pretty
0: scene, great. the scene is
3: great. The scene is. great. The Spike stealing the cigarettes off
0: the unconscious cop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just really love that. Yes. And also, like,
3: James is great. James is such a like, and and Spike's character will go a totally different way in other seasons, but right now he's just. He's a delight. This is peak yeah,
1: Spike.
0: I was going to yeah, say. We had that was exactly what I was going to say. It's like we talked about peak Buffy, but this is peak Spike. It is yeah. it's because just, it's this.
1: Delicious.
0: Yeah, this is Spike when he's still evil, but he's willing to do good because it fits
3: what he and wants. It's not even that he wants. To yeah, do good. It's, it's, it's just wants. You know. Well, go ahead, he
2: just wants to do what serves him.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. It's all self-serving yeah. nonsense. Yeah, I lo- oh god, I well, love, him. God, I, I
0: love
2: he,
3: him.
0: he wants he he does say I want to save the world. He wants to do. I won't say he wants to do good. He wants to do less evil. Yes, yeah. he is he's definitely
3: the less At least evil. Least people. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, it, and then you can compare and contrast Spike's wants in the world to Angelus's, yeah. and they're very different because they're. I mean, they're very different people slash vampires yeah well cause right. this is
0: what i have said right. about while we can debate till the end of time spike versus angel but spike versus angelus spike is a better person
4: than angelus is oh, any totally. day of the week
0: oh yeah yeah
4: because and spike- on top of everything else i mean i think part of spike's motivation is he'll say is that he's in love with drew so he's just like he's actually romantic so on top of like Wanting to do good. It's, it's self serving, but it's also because he loves this woman and he wants to be this woman. I don't think Angelus loves anybody other than no. Angelus. Yeah. Well,
2: you, you remember when, you know, in the, uh, the when they uh, meet the judge, the judge talks about how Drew and Spike have this stink of humanity on them. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Angelus right. is just, no, he's, nope, nothing it's, there. He's pure, <laughs> it's,
0: he's pure evil. Angel admits to it in. Angel admits himself in uh on his own show, uh, with uh Darla that Darla showed him things that he never could have imagined that he, um but never ever did she make him happy. Right. And I uh, mean, that I, he never yeah. and also he's called out by James that he he never loved Darla. So I mean they were together for like a hundred years or something. And they were, angelus doesn't love he, he was never in love with her yeah. he, um if something happened to Drusilla, angel would angelus would shrug and just move on angelus doesn't care about anyone and in this he's trying to destroy the world for shits and giggles
4: yeah mm-hmm. and right but he's very nihilistic and and that's and, not spike and spike i think the whole thing with the judge which is
3: another destroy the world and humanity stuff. He goes, he does it because that's what Drew wants. Yeah. And if Drew, I mean, Spike is very easily led. We know this by his emotion. He's also a guy that he likes violence. He likes to incite violence, but he likes to incite localized violence, right? He likes to like, he's like a soccer hooligan that wants to just in the moment violence instead of an overarching. And we'll see when Spike tries to make grand overarching plans he fails mm-hmm. every single yeah. Time. yeah
4: and also
0: the plan with the judge is different from the plan with the Catholic. i think it's yeah. the difference between decimation and annihilation
3: because yeah. the judge oh,
0: the judge would kill some people
3: right the Catholic
0: would destroy the entire world
3: true that right. yeah true that and actually
0: yeah. i believe angel and spike fight about this in the girl in question they they fight about uh, the <laughs> right? fact that yeah. uh, angel tries to because Angel says, I stopped a and Spike
3: says, Buffy stabbed you with the sword, and I helped her. That's my point. <laughs> Right, because they yeah, and I love. I actually love in season five of Angel. Like they, they have a. I, they're so fun they, together. Yeah. I really love. I love. I love that Angel and that Spike oh, together. They, we have so much time before we get to that. I know, but it's like a Martin and Lewis sort it's of. So not, good. not even that. Like a, yeah, it's it's so yeah. good. It's a short scene with Spike. It's just it's so great. Happy meals with play. Yes. And, Man United? Is this the one where he talks about Man
4: United? Yeah, or is he talks that another... about Manchester United. No, it's in this, yeah. And he he yeah. likes humanity because there's ma- we've got Manchester United. Yeah, yeah. And he, That's why he,
3: I called him a soccer hooligan or a football hooligan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he, yeah. And he quotes the song, It's a Long Way to Tipperary. Sarah's also really good in this scene. I really love You Want My Help yes. because your girlfriend's a big hoe. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. I usually hate the woman on woman disparaging language on the show, but this is not one of those yeah. times. No. <laughs> like. It's not her calling. She's just so incredulous that Spike wants to help right, her. She's like, what are you Like, I don't... I can't even, is what the kids would say right now. Yes. I can't even with this right now, Spike. It's great. It, yeah. It's... it's- I love the scene.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I noticed, like, for the first little bit of this episode, we were having trouble getting into it. We had a lot of little nitpicks. But as soon as Spike yeah. comes into it, then we're all like, oh my god, this is the best episode!
3: This is Spike, it's just, James, and James is just, he's so good. And he's so good at the really menacing Spike, and he's good at, and, he, and he, he's got great comic timing. Yeah, James yeah. Barster's has... Excellent. And David hasn't learned his comic timing yet. And it's a different kind of comic timing. And we'll yeah. see it on Angel, but also James Marsters had a lot, a lot of stage yeah. and classical train. He was classically trained actor. And so there's a lot of different technique there. Not that David Moranis is bad. He just, it's a different kind of education. He, he was so. having a
0: learning curve.
3: Yes. He had to learn yeah. on the job. And I think James did too, because he hadn't done a lot of TV yeah. or film, but he had some basic basic training. He's in the army of getting a BFA. Um, (laughs) So, but he's just, he's glorious.
0: And we'll get more of him in a little bit, but right now we have Willow's waking scene.
3: And And Cordy, again, she's holding space. You know, she's holding the moment. She's not taking, you know, she's and it's this little thing of just her standing there and she says that, oh, yeah, no, I'll get it. I'll go. And she leaves the room so they can have the waking scene. But she's taking
0: care of Xander. She's, she is she's, taking she's care being of there for him yeah. in whatever way he needs to be, needs her to be. She's standing nearby, but she's going off to get something for him so that he can stay right. with Willow and right. she's so- completely comfortable with it. And then we get oh. Xander's little speech and it. I, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, it's a sweet speech to say it to your a, friend. Yeah. But then with all of the other stuff that we've had with Xander over the season and what we know will happen next season,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm uncomfortable with that.
4: Yeah, I was wondering if that actually was a little bit of foreshadowing about what's going to happen I with them in season I three. Think it was. It's it like is. all of a sudden he has this, like, I don't really use... This is say romantic, but he suddenly has this weird epiphany, and it's like the most inappropriate, like wrong thing. And it's just like, Shut up, Sander. Sander,
3: (laughs) I mean, it is a beautiful speech, and Nikki delivers it really well. And I think if it was just that speech without the other implications, and her saying Oz when she wakes up, and Sander's face sort of falling, Mm. like if it was just the speech. C- compare and contrast the speech to the breaky crayon speech, the yellow breaky yeah. crayon speech that he will have in season six, mm-hmm. which is a lot. It's a lot of selflessness and real love. It's pure. This is, it's yeah. pure, and this still mm-hmm. has some. And you know, they. I do they know they were renewed by this point? I don't yes. know. Yeah, well, yeah, because, because they they they're better. already because they're talking about the spinoff, right? Yeah. So they know they're renewed. So Joss is dropping some force because you know this episode's all Joss. Yeah. He's dropping the foreshadowing. You'll see that with the line with the mayor. He's, he is. It's a setup. It's a setup yeah. for what will happen. The terribleness yeah. that will happen next season. I remember
0: when I was first watching this and Xander giving the speech, just going, no, 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 no. But then when, totally calming down when Willow just starts saying Oz. Oz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yes, that's all she's thinking about. Oh, I know! Oh,
4: that's what... And can we talk about, I mean, jumping a little ahead a little bit, But when Oz comes in and just like the little like moments, the little like physicality yeah. between Oz and like my my heart was melting. That was like the sweetest thing. And just like, ah, it's like again, Seth, and it's just yeah. like the two of them together. It's so cute and so sweet. And, and uh, that's and why the- I want to like smack Xander because I feel like he's trying to cock block that suddenly and it's stop it. I mean, and it, unfortunately, it's because we know it's where it's going to go. So right again, you you're watching Cordy be like incredibly young yeah. and kind and
3: loving and this sort of again it's a sweet speech if i was sitting by y'all's bedside any one of you and did it just like that and be like i love you it would have been what it would be right yeah yeah. you know and if you asked for you know you know if i was sitting by your bedside mc and you asked for jan instead i'd I'd be like
4: she's right here it's right here because i'm pure at heart (laughs) xander is not pure at heart no it it becomes like once again, it's all about Xander. And, it's like, well,
3: and then when Oz comes in and she's like, my head feels big. Is my head big? She's like, no, it's head size." <laughs> like, I love oh, that, but it's, it's head size. Yeah. And that like, cute little yeah.
4: kiss
0: to the forehead. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. Just, like all these like, tiny little, like,
4: time. all these little Oz things and Oz and Willow things that just make me happy. And it's like, Xander, stop it. You're peeing on this. Go away. It's like, Cordy is just being so selfless and good for Cordy, and it's like, she's not, he's, like, completely ignoring her again, so. Mm.
2: I am on the fence about that. That's the whole speech, and it is, the speech in and of itself, I, I, I think you're right. I think the speech in and of itself is fine. Yeah. The problem with the speech is what we know that surrounds it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember the first time seeing this, I was like, because in the moment, the first time you see this episode, and the build up to it especially for me you're just living in the moment and not thinking about the <coughs> stuff the podcast well, the stuff we need to think about for, well, but uh, at the moment i just thought it was so sweet and i cried a little bit well in the, in the moment i was very upset about it just
0: because of that end i love you because the, it was not it was obviously not a platonic thing and it made yeah. me really mad that they were obviously setting up some sort of love triangle okay. slash Rectangle or whatever you want to talk I, I about. think. I didn't
3: think I was trapezoid. I, wasn't, I
2: think yeah, it's a trapezoid. Yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, in the moment, I was sort of like, that was really sweet. And I don't know, but uh, yeah, but yeah. Now, see, that's the thing. I'm, I think
2: you could go, you could fall on either side of that. But I think because of right. what surrounds it, we kind of have to go with, yeah, this isn't good. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. And I so just, it's just
2: the last moment, really. Yeah. Just, I mean, because the speech. The bulk of the speech is fine. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, it's just when the the way he says "I love you" and I think even yeah. without even without knowing where it's going to go, there's just something off about it that doesn't sound platonic, and it it does suddenly sound like this like weird romantic sexual yeah. epiphany and, that it's like no, this is not the time for that.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, and then yeah. his reaction when she asks for Oz, yeah. and then yeah, so from there on it's like, Ugh.
4: and
0: Oz, <laughs> yeah, for sure. As, as uh, Jan pointed out, Oz is wearing a shirt. A bowling shirt that says Larry on it.
3: I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't,
0: didn't write any of that. them, but a couple of people did write fanfics based on that. Okay. <laughs> of course, the thing is, it's like ridiculous because that people would write fanfic based on that because it's a Seth Green sized shirt,
3: and right, Seth Green, Green is nowhere most, near the it's size of Larry. I can't fit into Seth Green's clothes, like even at my thinnest, because I'm a couple inches taller than Seth. He's a hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I told you this in another episode, the term we made up for guys like Seth is Frodo Tastic. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright T M Andy Wrigler, nineteen ninety
0: nine. I would say um, that's
3: nineteen ninety
0: nine. When Seth was in the movie Party Monster, uh and he played James Saint James. I remember that. He uh James Saint James lent the uh uh, movie makers a lot of his actual <laughs> costumes and he apparently got really pissed off that they had to shorten a lot of them for seth well <laughs>
4: james, james is a huge dude yeah right? seth is like, like i don't even know if seth is
2: seth i think seth's like my height he seth, might be an inch or two taller five, but he's a three.
4: little dude oh uh, yeah four, so basically five, seth four, and i are the same height uh he's five four that means he's five three Right, exactly. <laughs> he's five. He's 5'4 with like his hair spiked up and like yeah. Right, yes, I'm dude. a good three
3: and a half inches taller than Seth Green. Same. And I would still date him in a heartbeat. Well, I wouldn't because I love you, babe.
4: <laughs> uh, but you
3: know, just theoretically, yes. I would still. Yeah.
4: Oh, I would totally. But, you know, he and I are of a height, give or take. So that would be Oh, I be a dated
3: tons face. of short dudes back in the day. And,
4: I usually go short, for taller tall,
3: dudes. Short, tall doesn't matter to me. As long as they're like funny and kind and yeah, marvelous. I mean I have a type. Believe me, I have a type. But you know, <laughs> from
4: my, my type looks, is normally so. taller. But when it comes to somebody like Seth or us, me. I mean it's it's more personality than looks or height or yeah. body so, type. And on from that, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, so we get into the next scene, and I'm sorry, Andy. We got to talk about Angel torturing Giles. <laughs>
4: For Giles and he cry. But Giles
0: is such a fucking
3: badass.
0: He
4: is
3: a badass. I
0: a wrote like in
4: my and he badass. uses the word "pellic," and that makes my toes curl oh. because I love the word "pellic." I always love the word "pellic." Yeah. Yes, and also that's that's so Joss. That's Joss yes.
0: being like, oh, I want to get anglo- away with saying, I a, yeah, I am yes. an anglophile who wants to say a naughty yes. word on a American TV word on
3: TV. And he does it with Spike all the time. Yeah. So yeah. He, yeah.
0: Well, in the opening credits later on,
3: he does the two-finger the, salute. Yeah. Right, I know. Like, I think censors would get that more now.
4: Yeah, I think like, so. I yeah. think they would. Yeah, um, back then, not so much. Though. Not so like, much,
3: but I'm like, yeah. yeah, I knew what it was, but... Oh, yeah, uh,
4: same. Yeah, yeah Giles
3: is today? an utter badass. It and is, just his and his... He is... Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and cry. I'm gonna sit here and go, my baby is a badass.
4: Yeah, I would also venture a guess that there must have been like a million hurt comfort fix that like this spawned because it's just. Like, um, I don't remember that. No, one. no, Giles, Giles Angel was not a. Yeah, no no I'm not even saying the ship. Just like people writing um, Giles for comfort, because from somebody because he's just like he he looks so good all battered and bruised. Maybe I just there wasn't a. Maybe platonic Giles Buffy of her
3: comforting yeah. after the fact. No, because she goes to L.A.
0: Yeah, well, part of the problem is one: I didn't read a lot of Giles centric effect at the time because I was 14 years old, and so Giles was like way too old for me at the time. <laughs> and meanwhile, now I'm just like yes. And two, I think a lot of the fans were younger, so Giles was not particularly centered around. Okay, there's
3: gonna. Get, after Buffy graduates, there's going to be some Buffy Giles and one specific author author that was sort of the yeah, did all the Buffy Giles, but um yeah, I don't think there was a market. Yeah, there, for there was also just a story about once Giles. Once they
0: got rid of Jenny, they they uh people didn't really ship Giles and Joyce yet. So there really okay. wasn't anybody to pair Giles with at the time.
3: Yeah. yeah that makes is, sense. You know, I would I would like to see a slice of life fic where, you know, Willow and Xander all go try to cheer him up and, you know, yeah. While they're <laughs> working together during the summer that Buffy's gone, I would, but yeah, there wasn't a, there was no okay. market for that particular. <laughs> I would write a, you know, real person fic, <laughs> G- Giles slash you fic about me comforting Abby <laughs> and her. But was yeah, just deep. like
4: one of those things where in other fandoms, it's like if there's any hurt, comfort, there's like any like, torture or whatever in a scene all of a sudden people write about that character not necessarily in that scenario but it suddenly becomes like there's suddenly all this fan art and all this other yeah, like and then this no. character goes through this again and somebody there might to be today them.
3: but there wasn't yeah, yeah. okay
4: i think i was just curious because like i said i i was not really into the thick. yeah and buffy, yeah had- no, buffy yeah. really has oh. so
0: much opportunity for one fic so right yeah it's uh but I mean like this scene with G- Giles is actually very short because it just you know, yeah, it it's is. basically like I'm torturing you. I'm not giving you anything and then we get into oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Uh Spike and Buffy coming up to Buffy's house. like I'm in a band, a rock band.
3: <laughs> yes. Right? And then yeah. and 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 Spike the way James delivers this line of oh well I sing <laughs> like i just love the delivery and well well i sing, yeah. and it's just yeah. like off the t- it's, great. it's like i played oh the triangle
0: <laughs> no no there's a lot of that the spike the says same. she plays the right. triangle and then she says
3: drums and he's like hell on the oh, old okay. skins yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, well 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 i sing. yeah
4: like, wasn't just out of curiosity wasn't james in a band at one point or he still is
3: yeah, yeah yeah he still is same band
0: yeah yeah I, I, I think it's the to... whole reason why he yeah. goes to conventions so that his band can have an excuse to play i'm sorry yeah, i was not I... shading <laughs> ghost in the robot it is ghost in the robot isn't it
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. that sounds right yeah. Yeah. so i have to ask hasn't buffy learned her lesson about inviting vampires into her home
0: well but they and, know I and more to the
2: point now. why is she going home at all
3: okay um i think <laughs> she's going to get weapons if I remember huh? yeah, she's trying to get weapons. She said we need to get inside at the end of that last scene. Yeah. We they're need to f- get inside because f- the cops are looking but for But when her. she
2: first says when she first winds up like at the end of the last scene with Buffy and Spike, she's like let's go inside. We have to talk. But why are you going home okay. where the cops are going to be looking well, for? Well, yeah. I'm
0: going to ignore that and focus on the fact like the, why she invites Spike into her home is because they now have the de-invitation spell so she can de-invite okay. him right. at any time. And actually, the thing is, Spike, it, this is the first time that Spike comes into Buffy's home, obviously. And this invitation will not
3: be disinvoked until Crush. Yes, that is right. true. Yeah. That is very... And Spike doesn't really try anything at Buffy's house He does... Ish. It's it, It's not like and jealous though well um like the kind of sh- yeah no. i mean he doesn't do things like
0: basically what hap what happens is in lover's walk he comes to buffy's house and he does like the he, he ends up having hot chocolate with joyce
3: oh my god this is the best
0: i know yeah. mm. and-, and then he I does know. the the threatening of joyce like behind her back sure, just, right. to- just to basically because he's taunting angel right yeah, yeah. So he's he, not actually
2: he, he. he's not gonna hurt Joyce so yeah
0: he d- He never no. really tries to do anything at Buffy's house um, yeah
2: scene with him and Joyce here is just it, amazing yeah.
0: well uh, <laughs> right, so. yeah before we get into that we do have Joyce finding out right uh, Joyce yes, finds slayer. out Joyce knows about Buffy being a vampire slayer let's not talk about normal again <laughs> yes
3: we're not gonna <laughs> we're do just it not, we're, we're not gonna talk not it. gonna do it so Was she... Joss trying to do a heavy-handed metaphor for parents kicking out gay teens? Because yes. I always yes. felt like that. Yeah, it it's not a very good metaphor because Buffy is no,
2: no. But besides yeah. what yeah.
3: happens to the comics later, Buffy is not. No, no. It,
2: it's very clear that that's what they're doing.
3: Yeah, I
0: mean, you can't say, uh, "Have you tried not being a Slayer?" Uh, and
2: yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it's it feels so heavy-handed again. It is it's very like, heavy-handed. Uh-huh. It's
3: from a non-queer person trying to write. A metaphor,
4: yeah.
2: yeah. And but, frankly, he's probably read a lot of X Men comics.
3: Yeah, he's yeah, he loves X Men. Yeah, he so. yeah, he's, he's yeah. all
0: Buffy's so, based on yeah. Kitty Pride. right? That was where really yeah. the initial idea for Buffy came. Which
2: comics. I did not know, but I'm not surprised.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he is your typical like you know comics fan of that age. He was in love with Kitty
2: Pride.
3: Oh. Well, well yeah, I mean I'm involved I mean, well, with Kitty Pride, so you know. Oh, it's yeah. not, well, so yeah.
2: basically, I mean that's I mean that kind of describes me. I mean I'm <laughs> yes, I'm so J- it J- does J- and I mean. are basically the same age and we're comics fans. And I mean I I actually I mean actually like back in the day I didn't have a huge thing for Kitty. <laughs> like when she was really? younger. Now she's amazing.
1: Yeah.
2: She's great now. But like Back at the time, like, I mean, I liked her. She was fine, but... Uh... She
4: was also, I mean, back... Because you and I are of an age, too, and I was reading X-Men in, like, the 80s. She was, like, a teenager. It's, like, kind of yeah. creepy again. Because she was, like, 15, 16 in the comics at the time that he would have been reading them. You mean Joss being Either. creepy about teenage girls? No, yeah, girl. I know, I know. What am Wait, I talking so which about? Is, sorry, uh, which I'm is,
3: thinking. I will say, the vast difference... You're the same age, David... But you are a hell of a lot bigger, better thinker about these issues. Okay. Yeah. There's
2: that. But but Josh Josh will go on to write an amazing run on Astonishing.
3: Oh, his run on Astonishing is so great. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to the Kitty Pride podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Well, Joyce finds out, and this is seriously Christine Sutherland's acting in this is fantastic because her face when she finds out is so brilliant and the scene of her and spike sitting awkwardly oh in God. the living room that
3: is that i is live brilliant. for that scene you know there was a small portion it was a very small rare pair part of the fandom joyce and spike yeah. it, it, again it was super rare pair but there it was out there well we yeah, know Spike totally. mommy issues oh he does but oh i mean God, also that's... joyce is joyce is gorgeous well yes. yeah yeah like, Christine Sutherland is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like, I've said this before, it's great casting her and Buffy. Like, they're, yeah. you know, but... And again, his comic timing and Christine's comic timing. Oh,
0: it's so good. Yeah. It's it, good.
3: And it's well-directed. That that scene and the way it's blocked and the way it's done and, and directing of the actors is really... I yeah. live for that and scene.
0: this is the start of a... I'm sorry, I'm quoting. It's the start of A Beautiful Friendship.
3: It, yes. is. It, is. it is. It is.
0: Yeah.
3: It's going to be a small recurring theme well, all a, the, you know. It's a small
0: thing up until Joyce
3: dies that. And even then, he's like, he, there's going to be that. He her. Yeah, he from outside up. where Xander jumps up his ass.
0: Yeah. And he says, I liked the lady.
3: I liked the lady. And, and, and Willow even says, th- th- There's no note on this card. It's not even, he's just here bringing flowers. And. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was a great fanfic series. It was a spuffy fanfic series, but they did, like, a short one-off in between stories where they talked about, it was Spike going to Joyce's grave and Aww. and sort of talked. Oh, it was, it was gorgeous. It's in the Wayback Machine because they never put it... A lot of people have taken their stuff from this time period and thrown it on AO3. Yeah. But they...
0: Yeah,
3: it was... Yeah. And it- oh, wow. Yeah, Spike was just... Yeah. Spike yeah. and Joyce is quite the...
0: And, and the- this is just so funny because with her,
3: do I, have we messed? Yeah, <laughs> and his, well, you, you hit me you with hit an axe one ax time. Action. And then her next line is, so, are you from Sunnydale? <laughs> <laughs> like, she's trying to make this awkward mock conversation, and it is, just does know how to bring the comedy and the pathos yeah. all at the same time, yeah. within minutes. Yeah. It is, Genius, yeah,
0: and and yeah. I mean, you're talking about James's comic timing, but when Buffy comes back in and explains what's gone on, and spikes true bag to Slayer, good for her, though not from your perspective,
3: I suppose. (laughs) I love it so much. But even that, and I love the scene when they're actually just going back like an inch when they're talking on the front porch. They're already super in sync with yeah right after they kill the vampires, right? They're already super, like, in sync with each other and doing orders and talking back and forth and what's going on. And that's when Joyce goes,
0: what is happening? Well, I think, and this is probably one of the reasons why I shipped Spuffy rather than Bangle. And I'm sorry to the Bangle shippers who listen to this, but probably with as much We'd as we've we on them. I don't know how many of you are still <laughs> listening. But Buffy and Spike... Get each other
3: better than i think buffy i think that yeah they do. do i mean yeah, yeah. I mean, they're so problematic and it was a problematic ship all the way through oh, yeah. and i acknowledge that and most of this buffy i read now is post-series stuff yeah um and that's because i don't want to read about teenagers having sex at this point in my life i'm too freaking old for that yeah so i seek out like post-series you know, ten years in the future, what's going? You know, some interesting stuff. So. Um.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I mean, to me, so I'm one of those people that I like things before they became canon. I don't actually like it when thing they actually got together and and that. I, but this kind of un I don't know, unrequited weird like dynamic. Well, and they're not even there yet.
3: But like, Drew yeah, but I was
4: saying, I can see people shipping them then. But when it actually happened, that's when I actually wound up like loathing it because I didn't. Well, like, Drew
3: will point it out. Much. Jewel pointed out that this is the moment that she lost Spike. Yeah, right. Spike yeah. will pointed out this yeah, is this the is, moment.
0: This isn't unrequited yet. This is unrealized. Uh, yeah, was, yeah. That's, this that's is a, just. Five, uh, that's what I'm saying.
4: When the potential yeah. is there, it was when the actual shipping happened on screen and the problems with it that turned me off completely but this part of it like actually makes me happy so yeah Yeah.
3: and it's not even shippy for me at this point it's just like this seat is just amazing
4: yeah they've got great great
0: chemistry together I'm trying to think was it the episode out of my mind that uh, Spike first realized that he had feelings for Buffy I
4: can't. I
0: think remember. it's like it's like episode three of season five. Is when
3: he he has a, a sexy he has a sexy dream about Buffy. Yeah, I,
0: yeah. I, I think I think it's out of my mind. I think it's like when he gets yeah, like so the chip uh, operated on. Right. Yeah.
3: It's when he's trying to get the chip out and he's with Harmony and he's yeah. Anyway, yeah, so sorry. but in terms of joy, like I think we're moving on to the where Joyce yeah. gets into it with Buffy. Yes.
0: This is and yeah, like Christine Sutherland is so. Good in this scene, like as much as Sarah I dislike, is
3: so great, too. Every
0: they're both they work so well off each they other, they really and it's, do. It's such an aggressive scene, but you can tell how much they care about each other in it as well.
3: Yeah, when well, Buffy's speech that she gives Joyce about you know wishing she could do anything else, wishing she could. studying even is very reminiscent of the speech she gives to angel and giles and prophecy girl yeah but it's a year older buffy that is giving that speech and you know a lot of times in between being 16 and 17 there i mean kids grow up real fast at that age but a regular non-slayer non savvy worldly person is not going to grow as much as buffy has but buffy's had this like she's had this year to even grow, and so even though that speech is reminiscent, it's also showing maturity mm-hmm. and growth—growth growth from one one season finale to another season finale. And honestly, and I, like
0: I can understand why Joyce would get a little pissed off at Buffy in this scene because yeah, that that yeah. whole dismissive "have another drink."
3: Oh fuck, yeah. I would get I mean, mad. And, and, at- jo- and Joyce is even known to be one. We've never had an issue with Joyce is drinking it's like out of nowhere that line yeah yeah like i know joyce enjoys a good glass of wine but there's never been any hint or like that joyce is like dealing with things by getting drunk
0: yeah yeah it's 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 dismissive actually it's it is buffy is dismissing her mother and honestly joyce has a reason to be upset at this point when she gets into the whole um if you leave this house don't even think about coming back and Buffy leaves
4: you can see Joyce regretting it the moment that it Ami- happens immediately yeah. Yeah. she's right away a need. which is one of the reasons I think it bothers me later on that Buffy doesn't ever think that I mean I, and maybe it is like you know parental things but I mean I've had fights with when I was a kid I had fights with my parents like that. and and I always knew that, it, that they would say that then and once everybody cooled down a little bit we sat down and we talked and i think it bothers me that to some extent that buffy takes it so like cut and dry that this is how it's going to be and you and and i can't come home again the trauma she goes through yeah before yeah i I mean buffy
0: buffy's been expelled from school she thinks she's still um wanted by the police for murder her mother has kicked her out of the house she killed her boyfriend she's absolutely traumatized so yeah i mean she yeah she's suffering I, I, I from, from PTSD at this point major, yeah, major and she's not yeah. thinking
4: straight but it's just it's one of those things where you know we know i think we as a as an audience should know that joyce doesn't mean it completely it's well, not I mean, she's not that awful. apparently we
0: will get more into this three weeks from now when we talk about right, Party. And, 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 right right yeah well i mean like but
3: yeah Good i Dance mean Party, you can see it, the now. regret on Joyce's face, played by Christine, so beautifully. Yeah. And also, yeah, like yeah. I,
0: I mean, I was thinking, and this will come up later uh, when Joyce finds the note from Buffy. She's expected Buffy to come home. Yeah. yeah, because she does have that regret, but she thinks Buffy will come back. Buffy will come back. So, Absolutely. but we'll get into that more later.
3: It's a beautifully played scene it between a- two. It's a actors yeah, that scene, yeah. are firing just on all cylinders and and working off of each other which is what i love about this show yeah. these actors and as someone that is trained in that there is give there is a real scene partner thing happening it's not just i'm going to give my lines and then we're going to turn the camera around and you're going to do your shots and they are obviously working together and using yeah they're great yeah.
0: this is the first time we've really had a I mean, maybe except for school hard that we've had any character evolution for Joyce.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's something that absolutely needed to happen because it, it oh. has gotten so stale having Joyce not understand what goes on in Buffy's life. So we actually, we really needed to have her find out about Buffy's life as a Slayer. And obviously it does not go well at this point, but it will lead into some very nice stuff in season three and season five.
3: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joyce yeah. Joyce gets a lot of redemption. Yeah. After Dead Man's Party, I'm all aboard the Joyce yeah. train. I, I love yeah. her yeah. a lot.
0: And um, we get into the next scene where Willow wants to do the spell again. And mm-hmm. the biggest thing that I have about this scene is that Oz oh, is so cute.
3: Oh, yeah, and the biggest thing <laughs> I have about this is, is Cordy shows some of her Cordelia-like personality. Yeah. And it's small. It's a small... And Xander's like, "Mm, don't. It's like he's like that dog whisperer guy, and he's like, I'm I'm snapping into the microphone right now, and you know when the Caesar guy taps at the dogs, yeah. Yeah. And he does that with lots of his girlfriends, yeah. Like his their inherent person when they show their inherent personality and their sort of sass and whatever, he just shuts them right down. And I get they need to have a serious discussion about what they're doing and the plans, but ugh. He's just awful to Cordy in that moment and I hate him for it.
4: If you yeah. don't like
0: girls without tact, why do you date girls without tact, Zambia? You date every yeah. girl you date has no
3: tact. Even Willow, when yeah. they're messing around together. Willow often sometimes does not have any tact. Yeah. Like it it's yes yeah, it's, it's his toxic masculinity. Yeah. Moving on. And oh Willow, you have no common sense is actually what I wrote down to. Mm.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah, she wants to try the spelling. We talked about. We talked about. We talked about it, but you know, Oz is just like this. Is all making the kind of sense that's not. But he goes along with yeah. it, and he kisses Willow's hand, and it's just adorable.
4: I know. Yeah, yeah. He's that's a squeeful moment. Oh, Oz,
3: <laughs> and we get more torture now. We
0: get more torture, and it's um.
3: Giles's tutu line. Yes, because he has to. He's like, you have to do it in a tutu and i'm just like oh my god i love you dude yeah i freaking love you giles
0: yeah. i okay. love him
3: and this is just not my hormonal tony head thing talk i just giles, well,
0: honestly like if i had deep dark secrets i would want Giles to keep them because i mean yeah, that's for love-
3: He's so mm-hmm. he is amazing but then they get to him in a totally different way here in a few scenes, in a few so. scenes yeah the- but then we just had spike exacerbate the problem when he tells Drew to go in for it, or am I skipping ahead? I can't remember the sequence in what that happened. Oh, yeah. Because he's like Drew. I, come yes, here. I
0: think Drew comes in, and then, and then we have a small break. Yeah.
3: So, but but, yes. but we also see Angel say, "Where's the chainsaw?" And he know Spike also knows that Spike made the deal with Buffy, and Buffy said, "Anything yeah. happens to Diles.
2: Drew dies. drusilla dies yeah, yeah.
3: so, spike so is he's, looking after he himself, exacerbates yeah. it but at the same time ameliorates the problem with you know what i mean he, he does he does a spike thing well, he's Ma- trying to do one spike, you know he's not a strategist it's like spike
0: yeah spike always is working from you know the seat of his pants and he's not right. he doesn't know that the ritual is going to be that simple that it's just
3: going to be right no he just yeah. doesn't know he just thinks that okay i'm gonna make sure this guy isn't killed yeah because yeah. i don't want drusilla you know
0: yeah yeah so. no and i mean like anyway well, so being yeah. someone who loves giles i'm glad that spike was just like you know don't use the chainsaw yet you know yeah uh and then we get into the next scene which is
3: snyder at
0: snyder it is snyder snyder like, snyder
3: i wrote i want to punch him so bad in the best way like he's not the—I mean, he is the guy that you love to hate, and you just every time he shows up, every we just say this every time, every time he yeah, shows yep. up, we're like, "Yeah, you are awful." Yeah, we I love, love
0: Armin Shimmerman for being so awful as Snyder. Oh, he's
3: so great! He's so great! I love him. Yeah, yeah. And then Buffy's retort of like, "You never dated a single time
2: in high school to Jesus yeah. he's like, "I not you- your What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> which, yeah,
0: <laughs> which. I, you know, I've said before. I'm pretty sure that Snyder's vendetta against Buffy has nothing to do with the mayor. I think it's entirely because there was a pretty blonde girl in his high school mm-hmm. who turned him. I think that's part of it. Oh yeah, oh, we yeah. know it. Yeah, I, no. I
3: also, I also stand by my headcanon that he thinks she's a demon, <laughs> or some kind of. I mean, she is a supernatural creature, but she's also just a girl. Yeah, like, you know, I, mean, I
0: technically, think he, he thinks g- that she. If you get into the whole uh lore of the slayer, then the slayer yeah. is part done.
3: Oh. Yeah. Right. But I mean I think Snyder has a different idea yeah. about he thinks Buffy is the villain because he does not have the information to know that she's the well, hero. Snyder so thinks... the actions
0: yeah. Well, I mean, you're always the hero of your own story. Snyder thinks he's that the That is hero. true.
3: But I also think the mayor and the higher ups in Sunnydale have given him some information. And he's he twisted. He's twisted it because he doesn't like the pretty blonde girl.
2: But I think that's the thing. Is like I think Snyder at this point has gotten to the point where he just he enjoys his his oh, inner him. turmoil.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's
3: what drives him. It's his yeah. You know, it's his, driving motivation. 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 Yeah. yeah. He yeah. likes being. I actually think he likes being this. Uh, what's the word of words? Like this sort of trolley. Yeah. Old ball of anger yeah and yeah. You know, I think it makes him happy to be a truly evolving.
2: He, he feels like this gives him power
3: and it does Buffy, he's a power hungry little
0: guy and Buffy at this point is just I, I guess nihilistic is the right word uh that oh, yeah. she is just completely <laughs> given up on mm-hmm. having her life at all and that mm. she is just willing to just brandish this big ass sword in front of Snyder
3: which is actually pretty great it was pretty he's great like, yeah. But yeah. also,
0: it just really, it's really telling on how Buffy is just like, at this point, already, she knows that her life is never going to be the same, that she has lost yep. it. She, she, she's either thinking that she's going to die, or that
3: Good she's not going to be
0: in Sunnydale anymore.
3: Never finish school, yeah. you know, like, yeah, she's like, whatever, I don't, I don't fucking care. I gotta go save the world, and this is gonna suck, and... And her life is never the same again, but we get back to a balanced
4: yeah.
3: uh, status quo next season. But, you know, at this point, yeah, she's, she's, she's like, giving okay. up. And she's basically, she's basically got the mindset of wish Buffy. Buffy. Yeah. Go in, do the job. I don't fucking care. Yeah.
0: And yeah. Giles gets tortured again in another way oh. that tortures us too, because we yes. see Jenny oh, again. This is just and,
2: heartbreaking.
3: And this is the way to get to Giles, not Angelus's way. Yeah,
0: with
4: right. With the poker see, chainsaws. Well, Drew is smarter than Angelus. I mean, Drew is a very smart person. Well, it's yeah.
0: funny that, Andy, you mentioned before Angel's line of to kill her, you have to love her. This is almost right. what they're doing with giles here that you know getting to his heart is the way to torture him rather than you know torturing his body and
3: And giles is still in the middle of pretty recent grief this isn't you know it's been a month or so probably at this point but it's not been long he is still in that and he's also been strong for the kids and still doing his job and having to like everyone does you know when you have a loss Uh you're still trying to live your life but it's oh God, what they do to him! Yeah, yeah. And Tony's yeah. performance, and Robbie's performance, yeah, as Jenny, yeah. Drew, mm-hmm. as as Drew doing Jenny. Robbie's performance is really yeah. great too. And her hair is amazing. Oh.
0: yeah. And um, but they still managed to fit in a little bit of funny with Angel <gasps> oh.
3: and Spike watching well, yeah. them make out. I mean, because <laughs> Drew's like, I'm into this. She's like I was a character. <laughs> um, I, I, also, I relate to Drew. I say this every time, right? I relate. <laughs> I would not stop kissing Giles either. <laughs> Sorry, honey, I love you so much. <laughs> I just said that, yelled that to the back room where my lovely partner is sitting. <laughs> but, and just the look on Giles's face when he realizes oh, yeah, what yeah. Tony, Tony, uh. Tony, Tony, oh. There is so much great acting in this. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Even as much as I hate Xander and am suspicious of Willow at this point, every one of them are just. Joss really is that kind of director who can get a performance, like the highest level of performance out of this whole cast. That is one of the things he's really good at.
0: Yeah. Speaking of hating Xander.
1: <laughs> I'll speak. Yes. To you. This is it.
0: <laughs> This is it. Uh, this is peak. Xander is horrible.
2: Oh, this must be why I have a comment here that says, fuck you, Xander.
3: <laughs> Mine just says, Xander, you're the fucking worst. You're the fuck, 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 fuck. Like, I'm just, i just just... I have, fuck
0: scenes. you, you're the worst, written over and over again.
3: Me too. And the fact that she, told, she tells you not to come with her. Like, Buffy specifically yeah. gave orders i know she's not really a general okay. but she does yeah, gave...
0: yeah buffy,
3: and he does it anyway buffy
0: gave orders but then willow told him to go to tell buffy that,
3: that I, is true she, that she's doing right. this,
4: and he then when wins, he right, shows up he right. well, yeah, just yeah, takes sorry, along yeah. well, and he lies to her on top well of here's the else. thing yeah. xander was
0: supposed to go specifically to tell buffy that willow was doing the spell again
1: Right, and right, then yeah.
0: immediately he does not tell her like the only reason he was supposed to go there and granted Buffy does find a reason for him to you know go get Giles but yeah right. Xander is just yeah. Yeah, and is I am awful. so mad about awful. this so and the fandom was livid like I mean Absolutely. like as much as we've talked about how much Xander is the worst Up until this point, fandom was pretty okay with Xander. But when this happened, there was such a turn against him. Like, you wouldn't believe. And people were always, always waiting for the other shoe to drop. And it doesn't until season seven. And And then they barely. It's barely. And then
3: there's no actual confrontation over it. It's just just like, what? Total
4: karma hoodie.
3: And it's just. Yeah, either never. Oh, God damn it. I just. Yeah, and
4: like I said, they set it up to me. It feels like it was set up back in, you know, Killed by Death that he wants Angel dead for so many reasons. He does. And then it's like, and, and he fucking lies to her. That's like the ultimate, like. Sure, no Yeah. Because that
3: fight scene between her and Angel would have gone down an entirely different way. If she was trying to stall for time so yeah. the spell could work, like right, yeah, I mean it, it has to be the cat. She Buffy as a plot device cannot know that Willow is working this spell, yeah. right? But right? she cannot, way, know. and
4: it, it taints. To me, it takes Xander forever and ever because he lies to her, and instead of caring about her what she needs or the world, it's all about him and his ego and well, how and, he personally feels about Angel. And, and 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 to
3: give a shout out to the Bengal shippers. Like, when they go, you know, when you do canon Divergent AU instead of like AU in right, a coffee yeah. shop, right? There was a lot of stuff where Xander does tell Buffy and so she's able to save yeah. save Angel before she doesn't have to send him to hell and what yeah. they do in LA. And, you know, and, and uh, shout out to Bengals Chippers*. Some of those were really yeah. good stories, so. Hi. yeah. And, I mean, if you look
0: at what Xander <laughs> does on a cosmic scale, because I'm going to talk about the cosmic scale of Buffy and Angel a lot because I'm a huge nerd. But
4: No. <laughs>
0: I know, right? You never would have
4: suspected shocking me. Um
3: I'm sorry. We're doing an in-depth podcast on all things Buffy the Vice <laughs> Yeah, We're all gigantic nerds. <laughs> but
0: okay, so Xander basically does not tell Buffy specifically because he wants Buffy to kill Angel. If Angel had not been brought back, you know, the first evil and Jasmine, either one of them could have done it. Uh, They both kind of take credit for it. But if they had not brought Angel back, it would have had catastrophic consequences upon the world. Oh my
3: God, you're right. right.
0: Because we see in Angel, we see just not having Cordelia. How much that yeah. affects the world. So Angel not being there—that's apocalyptic.
4: Bad. It yeah. is
3: a, right. No, it's absolutely.
4: Now it makes great. me want somebody to write or to. It's a shame that they didn't do something like the Doctor Who episode "Turn Left." I mean, it's it's a trope of just like the what if Angel had never been brought back. What whatever. That is one of my very over?
3: favorite Doctor Who episodes, by the way. It's a great. Turn one. left is. Uh, yeah. That's wonderful. yeah, it's phenomenal. Uh, so I would,
4: one, now I'm like, oh somebody need I'm sure somebody has or should have done like, you know, what if Angel had not been brought back? Well how I mean, would that have affected yeah. the Buffy verse? I mean like, like that
0: um is a very specific um incident, but the Buffy episode I'm talking about with um Cordelia not being there, <clears throat> it is basically turn
3: left. It's um Oh right is it called is it birthday? Oh, oh, oh birthday! One. Yes, his birthday over at yeah. Angel. Yeah, facing sure. Okay, that one I yeah. haven't seen. Yeah, so. and and
0: it very much is Turn Left because it is. Yeah, it is, it uh, is, yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. it's a common
4: trope, but it's a good one. It's like, yeah. and so, you yeah. know
3: that Russell T. Davies loves Buffy. Oh yeah, and Angel. Yeah,
4: uh, I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah, no, no, no. He submitted it. I mean, Buffy Rose is in some ways Buffy, and then later on, Torchwood is basically Angel. So because
0: yeah i mean like the way it's set up in birthday uh skip who is cordelia's spirit guide says uh like shows her on a screen like the moment where she meets up with angel again and he's like you go this way and meet up with angel but what if you Mm -hmm. had gone that way and met up with this casting director right and here's how your life would be different it's a it's a really great episode Um, it's a great i I, love love that that one quite a bit Um, but yeah, I mean, like, this is like the cosmic, you know, where everybody needs to be into a specific place. Angel's a champion. I mean, he is not yeah. hes not there yet. He is not done cooking. But <laughs>
4: <laughs> what? He's it's not. Me- he, it's the metaphor. It's a yeah. cookie
3: metaphor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it mean, it's
4: also a Doctor Who reference. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But uh, he he will eventually be a champion of the powers that be, and Xander put all of that at risk. And so fuck you, Xander. We should yeah mean, you know
3: what to do, but yeah, I mean, but still, yeah, at great points, MC, yeah. very great points.
4: But to should we on... just
2: change the title of the podcast to "Fuck You, Xander"?
4: I feel like either that or we need. Ed- it needs to end every single episode with i'm like sorry and what so is the so fuck, you mo- fuck you standard moment of the podcast this week
0: you know funnily right. enough this podcast is actually rated clean on itunes uh
3: oh well gosh. you know sorry guys you know what people that are listening by now know we swear on Blizzard, <laughs> yeah, no, especially yeah. when talking I'm about have foul mouths oh i, I
0: could make a sailor it.
3: blush Oh, I know. Like, I... Yeah. Funny anyways, thing, anyways I mean, so I,
0: I, ha, I, uh, I am quite loquacious at times, but the thing is, I've actually heard that writers have worse mouths than anybody.
3: Well, I just huh. have... Yeah, I'm a, I'm
4: a New Yorker, that's, that's my excuse. I
3: love swearing, it's one of my very favorite things to do. Oh, yeah.
4: But to move on to the next
0: scene, so we have Willow attempting the spell, and I want to know where the fuck the nurses are at the hospital again. Right. <laughs> oh,
3: you know, with the Sunnydale police and the and even when she wasn't waking up, I think there would be more monitors and well, yeah, things yeah. and
2: like it's just it's. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I just realized thing. we never see a doctor or nurse in that room. No, no, right. not at Ever. all. <laughs> and
0: I mean, like, she, even
2: they worse thought than
4: she, she might have brain trauma. Like, like but yeah. like, Willow was in a fucking coma. Yeah, she yeah. should be on like all sorts of monitors and and IVs. You know, and... someday she's gonna wake up in a coma. <laughs> Cordy was
3: for Cordy said it was gonna be Giles, but it was Willow instead. She but, woke I mean, up. <laughs> but seriously, there are no nurses. There are no fire alarms
0: that are like they reacting just, to the right. stinky ass herbs.
3: I mean, the the perspective is like they didn't want to have to cast more people and spend know, more money. I I'm just yeah. saying, but it's like... so ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, it's, it's like, the worst town in America. Yeah, I
0: mean, like, but they felt the need to like they felt the need to put Willow in the hospital. Like, they could have they could have stopped the ritual in another way and not had Willow end up in the hospital because it's not like yeah. Willow being in the hospital really. Spurred Buffy on any more than anything else would have like, Because I mean, like they killed Kendra, so
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, and then Buffy is concerned for Willow. She yeah. does come and yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah. That, that that is not like the driving point. So I mean, just the fact that they felt the need to put her in the hospital and then we were lighting candles and stinky herbs. I'm just like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely it is.
3: ridiculous. But like, girl, um, what you doing? that's not the way you play that.
0: And also, um. Oz says that uh, he never took Latin in school,
3: but it's Romanian.
2: <laughs> but what? Well, no, it, it, is it Romanian?
3: It's supposed to it be. It is. Actually, the subtitles say in Romanian. Oh. Some of the I I know, it's like, like having some hearing problems. Like, I can hear okay, but because... sometimes I don't understand. So I turned the subtitles on, and it actually says subtitles ah. in
2: Romanian. Yeah. Because, I mean, the thing is, Jenny put the curse through a translation program but
0: see the way they are doing the ritual is that oz is reading out the romanian and then willow is reading the english and i don't know i don't understand how any of this works anyways no it doesn't make any sense
4: shooty eye beam magic yeah. yeah, I mean, if you think about it also, especially if he doesn't speak the language, whichever language it is, I, I'm thinking of like things like Ash vs. the Evil Dead, and it's like, if you mispronounce a word <laughs> in a ritual, though, something bad <laughs> is gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, Fluoride necktie, you yes. It, necktie. I don't yeah. really know what you're saying. I mean, if you're reading it phonetically, okay. But otherwise, yeah, you could be summoning up, you know, some kind of like snot demon from dimension X rather than trying to return places. So it's what they
3: call on Buffy, and it's it actually they had a name for Phlebot- it with the no, staff. it's applied apply, apply It's ridiculous. Everything yeah, yeah, magic.
0: Guess. I mean, I guess now, we're going to have to get used to it. At the
3: time. With the the cutting of the episode, the editing where it was going back to what Buffy was doing, and then the and the spell and the fight scene, I I would I was just like right. And even watching it through this time, I knew it was ridiculous. But there was a moment when I stopped taking notes for a while, and then had to go back and watch it again to take notes. Where I was just like, oh, I'm. Here. I yeah,
4: edit, so editing wise sure. and production wise, sure. it's beautiful. It's oh, just. Like, I, when just you start saying, to think of the the logic, it it gets frustrating. Yeah, I, oh, mean, really. I mean,
0: we do this because this is our job. This we do this because why. we right. can't. This is why mm-hmm. people listen to us. They listen to us, and right, But but this
3: ending is so fucking tight. Oh. Yeah. Now I am going to nitpick the fight choreography uh, because yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Like, and David Boreanaz's Sun double is really good at what he does.
0: Except looking like David Boreanaz,
3: right? He looks it looked like, like at one looks, point he had a pony. I mean, I don't know if did, but his hair looked bad. Brandon. He He yeah. looks like Xander. Yeah. like facially, he looks like it looks. It looks like Xander fighting. So, like in the moment when I first watched this, I was just so into what was happening and so emotionally invested. But going back on rewatch, when I rewatched with friends later, we <laughs> played a drinking game through the first <gasps> spot the stunt double.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty it's, awful. So much of the fight is done by the stunt doubles, and Joss was not a uh, talented enough director at the time to be able to cover it up better, because yeah. like he does wide shots of them fighting, and yeah. Angel's stunt double has a receding hairline and looks like Xander and yeah. looks like Xander. But I'm saying like when they do the overhead shots, you can
3: bald. see like this bald spot.
2: Oh yeah,
3: yeah. It's terrible. It's bad. It is a badly. Done. I mean, the fight in itself is really high stakes. Yeah. So I appreciate that. I appreciate the cross cutting mm-hmm. to Willow doing the spell, but man, it's it's <laughs> bad. It's a yeah. bad stuff thing, and it gets better. But Buffy gets better about it later on. But it's not until. It's not until at least another two seasons yeah. where it's matching as much. And
4: I'm glad it's not just me because I was like, okay, I'm noticing this. As I'm like, am I being too critical here? No, no. no
3: every This has it's been, a, bad. A, this has been a, a, a quip in the fandom for years. Yeah. You now, again. And, uh, but emotionally, it's still very effective. Yeah.
0: yeah. And it was also really satisfying to see Spike get up and hit Angel just like, oh, like, right. Oh, yeah. Was, Right.
3: Oh, that that is really emotionally satisfying when he
0: just. What exactly does Spike do to knock Drusilla out?
3: Uh, right, right. That that he chokes her out, which is impossible because yeah. she doesn't
2: need to breathe. Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah. No, that's also ridiculous.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, this won't be the first time that they've uh-huh. screwed up vampire breathing.
3: Right. So. <laughs> I'm <laughs> choking someone out or drowning them, or even in this episode because
0: in this in the beginning of this episode when he's torturing Giles, Angel cleans Giles's glasses by breathing on them. Right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. I didn't think of that, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's enough. <laughs> now we're now we're so into our shows and our minutia that there's this entire Reddit, you know, subreddits about this kind of stuff and what did this thing oh, yeah. mean and they hung this picture on the wall like the stuff that went on with Westworld mm-hmm. where they picked apart like my, I don't know if we, were, we weren't doing that as much also because this is one of the very first shows that had that heavy, heavily serialized kind of storytelling yeah. you know, this this was a this show is so influential on what will come later in television, yeah. so influential Yeah, uh, that and the X-Files very influential, so... but Oh my god! It, yeah, the breath, the breathing.
0: So we've talked a little bit about Willow's uh, step into magic, but this is this is fucking it. Yeah, this is oh, it. it. This is yeah. And for years I had canoned that Willow was possessed by the Calderash woman.
2: I was uh, thinking about that,
0: and not only that, I- but that she never quite went away.
3: Yeah. Oh mm. Interesting. Yeah. And that would... that
0: actually would explain why Willow so quickly develops such skills with magic. Uh-huh. And yeah, also it... the Calderash yeah. people don't seem to be really concerned about morality.
2: Not particularly, no. Oh,
0: no. 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 But they're very into vengeance, which Willow totally is. That
2: is, is such
3: yeah. a Oh, you should have written this show. Fourteen <laughs> year old you would have I been...
0: was, well, except fourteen year old me did not think about this kind of shit. Thirty-four year old me know. does.
3: But you but you've thought about it a little bit. Fourteen year old you was still like starting to get that like I can I know this. <laughs> I just feel it. Or or I well, actually honestly, I was stalking you for all that time, looking in your window. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Watching Watching you sleep. Watching (laughs) you sleep. Drawing stick figures, because that's about the artistic skill that I have.
2: You are you are angelus and I claim my five pounds.
3: That's it. Well, here's all the elaborate ruse to meet you on Tumblr. (laughs) Well, I mean, Fox is
0: saying that Buffy is right for a reboot. So Yeah, they've been talking about it for
4: a while, and I'm just like, shut up, go away. Well, I mean,
0: here's the thing, like doesn't need to be a reboot. Can be a sequel. Call me, guys. One of the things that makes this episode and this fight scene, like, because we bag on this fight scene about the
3: stud doubles. I, I will say I do love when Xander comes in to save Giles. Oh. And he's like, he's like, they're making me sleep. Yes. And he's like, why would you want to see me? Good point. Let's get <laughs> yeah. out of here. Yeah. Um, but I, I do love that. The part that,
0: that makes this everything that just gels this and makes this one of the best episodes of the show is you know no friends no watcher or whatever and it's like take all that away and what's left and Buffy catching the sword and just saying me
3: that is when the tears start every time too and I was taking notes for this podcast and I started crying, and I've been sick a lot, and I think my my partner was like, are you okay in there? Are you make sure you're not sick? No, it's just Buffy. I'm gonna I'm yeah. just start openly weeping. I didn't start crying until Full of Grace started. Oh my God, fuck you, Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> like, I, I can't hear that song without thinking about poor Buffy or sad dogs. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes, <laughs> I know what you you're talking get, about, yes. The, the Sarah McLaughlin commercials
4: with the aspca sad dogs and, that, and, and I, just as an aside she did this also in um uh, due south and i'm blanking on the uh, uh, victoria's secret veronica's secret i think it's called and i've forgotten the name of the song but it's the same damn thing it's like whenever you have like a heavy duty emotional you know thing bring in the, the sarah mclaughlin especially in the 90s it's well, this, like yeah, oh this damn switch. canadian bitch shut up
1: <laughs> hey watch it
4: Oh, I like Sarah McLachlan. Oh, I, I love mean, her, I but it's like it's—I don't like the fact that there's—you know—she's the sound. She driver. was at I Jensen Hackle's birthday out.
3: party last week really? for some yeah. random reason. So weird trivia, but you know.
0: I do not care about Bangle. I have said this before. I have said Hackel's this before. But them. oh my god, this ending! This ending! This ending!
3: Yeah. I don't ship it, but I. Oh, but my yeah. love of Buffy herself and what she has. To do I think is you're gonna cry right would now. have
0: to be stone to not feel something in this scene.
3: Oh, it's yeah. oh, and and let's talk about Christoph Beck.
0: Oh, close your eyes and
3: and close your eyes, and yeah. and the way that they added that strain in a full of grace with the same tones. And yeah, Christoph Beck's score there oh. is that's what starts making me cry. Is the
0: I'm crying right now. I'm so, so I'm sorry. I have it's like I mean like we talk about this pod. We talk on this podcast about episodes of Buffy and we pull them apart. And I I think sometimes that a lot of people might be like, "Oh, well they don't really care about Buffy all of that much." And the thing is, no, we fucking love we this love We love this show. This, this is social
3: touchstone of my entire yeah. life. Like, I've talked about how this show fucking saved my life. Yeah. And this is the reason why right here. Yeah. And this is also the reason why I have such a good friendship with my co-hosts. Right? And so this show means so fucking much to me. And yeah. I just... And Sarah... I'm just cry. Sarah yeah. Michelle Gellar is brilliant and should have had every Emmy yeah, for every freaking season of the show. And it's it's just... I, I I can't yeah. not cry I but mean, when I think about I cr- it. It's so powerful.
2: That's the thing is, you know, we pick stuff apart, but but when the show really hits hits its mark, it's just amazing.
3: Yeah,
2: it's times like this that is that makes up for any any nitpicking we do.
3: Yeah. We, we, we nip it because we love it. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. we're looking at it as a perspective of people that are much older than we were when we, you know, watched it when it came out. Yeah. So there's stuff. You can love something so deeply and dearly and understand its problematic elements. Yeah. Yeah. There's many shows out there that I love. I understand why they're problematic. But in the moment of watching them and experiencing what the character's journeys are, I don't care about the problem. I'm yeah. just there with them and i'm always there with buffy yeah always there with my girl yeah she means just so much to me and sarah's incredible and christoph beck and the and sarah mclaughlin and the sad dogs and <laughs> buffy's overall <laughs> shame you know and then there's the oh you know and her baggy clothes and she's walking down the and Willow is um, like she'll be back in a while and, and, and like,
0: also yeah. we, let's give some props like we've given a lot of props to him for the second half of the season, but David Boreanaz, the way he was able to turn on a dime from Angelus to a confused Mm. angel.
4: Oh, and and the tears. Oh my God. It was like, yeah, it's just like, you know, I'm not even a huge angel fan, but I absolutely loved him in that moment. It really is like an amazing, amazing, and just the confusion and, and, and it's etched on his face. You know, he doesn't get, I think as we, said was it last week two weeks ago we were talking about the fact that you know he plays a lot of like big like macho hero you know good guys which is great but the fact that he gets such a range in this thing and he gets to do something yeah. different angel is like, a very vulnerable sh- person. yeah
3: angel and, himself as a character is a very yeah like' so problematic on Buffy but when he gets to angel he's a very thoughtful emotionally a little emotional oh I
0: am I am waiting 22 episodes. 22 more episodes where we can get to him, and I can really like yeah. him as a character. Because actually, I'm sorry, I'm gonna be complaining about Angel a lot I am G- in season I am three. G- because season once we get to the point of, this he, has of no dramas, just, yeah, like, he has no romance, it's just he has no purpose
3: away. really. Yeah, but um, anyway, but, but right but,
0: now uh, let's talk about oh just I mean, God. Sarah Michelle Gellar slash Buffy's eyes when she realizes that Angel is back. And right. not only that she realizes that he's back, but realizes what she has to do. Oh. It just she, just, all of the emotions just play across her face. And it's just, it's fucking it's
3: brilliant. beautiful brilliant.
0: and it's heartbreaking.
3: And this is why 20 years on, there's still a strong fandom, but also that the media, the mainstream media has really picked up on it's on. Lists of top shows of a generation. Yeah, it always is. It's always within the top ten, and sometimes it ends at number one. And it even more than stuff like Lost, which is sort of
0: Lost is not. No, Lost was. It's not. I know, but even
3: but like that fandom has gone away. People aren't discussing that in the same way that twenty years on, we're discussing Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That was a hot show to dissect at the time. Yeah, and fun, but like this is like. This is why we do this.
4: I was going to say, but I think one of the reasons Lost is not discussed now is that everybody got so disgusted by the yeah. end of it. It became such a hot mess that people stopped caring. I mean,
3: but this has lasting impact. Yeah. People are still like, I listen to other Buffy podcasts and the people doing those podcasts are 18, 19, 25, yeah. 26, and they weren't even around to see first run, even at 14, like, you know, MC was or 22, like I was. There are people out there that are just, they love it, Hmm. no matter their age and who they are, whether they're 50-something or 70-something or 18.
0: This ending, full of grace, and the the ending where- everybody is, and like, like this is the point where I was really crying when Full of Grace too, was playing, and everybody was talking about, well, maybe she'll come in school tomorrow, or maybe they've got the off. the way that right. Allie
3: says that, they, she says, the way that Allie, because Allie's brilliant at this, says, she'll be here in a while. Mm-hmm. And I Even more. The sobbing starts even more the minute that yeah. happens. Yes, yes, yes. Buffy watching them, and i getting on the bus and then that bus just driving down that lonely street.
4: Right. And then they're seeing the sign and then it's like the end, like, uh this yeah. is
3: one of the perfect season finales of all. Yeah. Seasons. It's oh, beautiful.
4: Now. Yeah. I, this
3: is why this is my favorite show. Still. Yeah. And we'll always, they will always remain my favorite show. I think there are others that I love just as much, but not in the same. Talk to me about Jane, the Virgin in 20 years and still how I feel about it. But like, this is it. Buffy's it. Buffy's always been it. Buffy's my thing so last thoughts before i start crying again
0: okay well um yeah as i said earlier it was right after this episode aired that they announced that angel was getting his own series
4: so so much for the the uh, so much for the suspense
0: of not knowing yeah no i mean like yeah there was absolutely no suspense angel um will keep his soul uh, until the episode awakening uh which was in season four of angel Except for one brief minute in season one, but that doesn't count because he didn't actually lose his soul. It was just momentarily suppressed. But yeah, he'll lose his soul in Awakening and he'll get it back from Willow again in Orpheus. Uh, 2003, uh, Sarah gave an interview with Entertainment Weekly where she announced she was leaving the show. And that's Mm. where she said that this was her favorite episode of all time.
3: I can see why
0: and this is number seven on joss whedon's top 10 list according to the last sundown featurette on the season 7 dvd and this is the final episode to be shot in 16 millimeter uh okay starting with so Aon. we're not
3: gonna that's, the graininess stops when yeah. you get to season three yeah, yeah.
0: starting with Anne, it's filmed in 35 so they got rid okay of the graininess. that makes sense
3: Nice.
0: Yeah, and Sarah McLaughlin will appear again uh, ah! singing uh, The the Prayer of St. Francis uh, in, at the end of season six, because they love putting her in the finale episodes. Well, I mean, come on. It's just, in yeah. the episode
2: Sad Dogs. <laughs>
3: Sad <laughs> Dogs, an ASPCA commercial. So, brought to you by Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And
0: yeah, for music, we had uh, Sarah McLaughlin obviously singing Full of Grace. And right. Christoph Beck did "Waking Willow," "Vision of Jenny," and "Close Your Eyes," which is the Buffy and Angel love theme.
3: But also that 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 mi- he did all that music during the fight thing—the really cinematic score. Well, these these are the I ones mean, that, that are named. That are like, named that they named, yeah. yeah. Not just like fighty fighty fight scene music. So, um, yeah. Final thoughts on becoming part two. That I can't hear Sarah McLachlan without being triggered and thinking of this episode. Yeah. I mean, there are other Sarah McLachlan songs. I own this album. I actually went back and listened to this whole album, "Fumbling Towards Ecstasy." That this song yeah, yeah. Was I own off. it too. It's a it's still a really good album. It's but it's it, really it's
4: good. But it's like that's like it's so nineties that like so many shows use her stuff for like yeah. these big emotional things, and and rightfully so. But it's yeah. yeah, it's a heavy duty thing. Yeah, and then and sad dogs. So
3: and it does it gives me a, it's a little trigger. Sarah McLachlan's voice will get me a little <gasps> Sarah. But I love this episode. It's one of my it's on one of my it's in my top 10. Yeah.
2: It's it's a great episode and it's it's a great season closer. I mean, yeah. it just it yeah, it just yeah. hits home at the end. It just for I, all the the nitpicks we have, in the end it just really works.
0: I think it is probably the best Buffy season closer. I love yep. a lot of the Buffy season closers, but I think this one is probably Probably because it is the most, like we said, peak Buffy.
3: Um, and world changing. Yes. This, yeah. this rocks you know, really,
0: yeah.
3: Uh, season five comes pretty close. Season to five point. does come close. It, it's sort of just barely, barely nook and nook Yeah. In season five.
0: But yeah.
3: Next season finale is a really fun season finale. Yeah. Like it, it closes in a really fun way. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But this one is that emotionally charged. Yeah. You know?
0: i think it's great so next week uh since we've reached the end of season two we'll be taking a look back at the spike drusilla and angelus storyline as a whole and the best and worst of season two so until then oh
3: i need a hug (laughs) (laughs) that's the first time Uh, we got that right yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so everybody i need a hug
2: i need a hug
4: i
3: need a hug
0: I'd like to thank everyone who downloaded the podcast and a special thanks to everyone who shared, liked and subscribed on social media. If you'd like your questions or comments read on the show, you can contact us on our website, returntothehellmouth.com, on YouTube, Tumblr, and Facebook at returntothehellmouth, on Twitter at hellmouthreturn, or on email at returntothehellmouth at gmail.com. We'll be sure to read your comments on the show. Be sure to rate our show at iTunes and Stitchers, and check out our show merchandise on TeePublic and Redbubble. See you on Tuesday for the Season 2 Wrap-Up.